Hi, I am Martin, and this is Words That Change You. Words fly all around us. Kind words, silly words, angry words. And they do so all day long. But how often does something written or spoken really feed our souls? Wouldn't it be nice if beyond the noise we could listen to words that make a difference? Words that change us. In Words That Change You, we'll examine words, events, concepts that have impacted us lately and see whether we could not glean some nuggets of wisdom to feed on and some tools that apply that for our lives. Tune in and be surprised. Mystery. When I was a little boy, our family had a weekly Sunday routine. We would go to the 12 o'clock mass and then drive out of the city to visit our aunt, whom we called Sugar Rabbit. She lived in the country where she owned an old spacious house with a vast garden. After having had lunch, she made the best Wiener schnitzel in the world, believe me, the women would sit down and have coffee. My dad would go for a nap, and my sister and I could go outside and explore the garden. While in today's measurements, that piece of property was probably no larger than 10,000 square feet, for us little people, it seemed enormous. It had endless corners to explore, trees to climb, and bushes to hide behind. In other words, Tante Tsukahazi's garden was enchanted and weakly revealed some of its magic. Most of us probably saw a few weeks ago the pictures taken by the James Webb Telescope. They captured, among others, NGC 3324, which is 7,600 light years away. That number is so enormous that it blows our minds. A few weeks ago, I hosted a friend from Belgium in my house. He's a world-renowned scientist working on producing proteins very sought after by modern medicine, by changing the way little bacteria function. Even though Jeff was trained by the leading brains in his field in order to submit to the rigors of modern science, he cannot help but marvel at the intricate mechanisms which govern the life of such microscopic beings. A confrere and my father both had a stroke at various points in their lives. For a few weeks after he recovered, my father could communicate only in English, but not in German. My confrere, an avid musician, struggles to sing a melody, even though he is fine on all other counts. What happened in their brains during the stroke remains a mystery. Each of those three examples show a different aspect of life which is unfathomable for modern man, in spite of the relentless progress of scientific discovery. For all of the explanations they can give, particular aspects, and some would say the most important ones, remain opaque and enigma. But let us use slightly less grandiose examples. All of us have traveled and have encountered sites the Grand Canyon with a view from a mountaintop, which take our breath away. 
There's something magical which fills our souls, and we cannot quite explain why. Similar things occur for some of us when we hear a particular piece of music or stand in front of Michelangelo's table. Many of us have been subject to life serendipity. The exact definition of this phenomenon is accidentally finding a gift, be it in an event, an object, or a person. Examples would include swimming in a lake and finding the experience surprisingly exhilarating, breaking down in our car and having strangers help us way beyond the call of duty, and thus behaving like angels, or finding a long-lost object right when we needed it. One final example. Another aunt of mine, with a much less poetic name, was known for her quote-unquote psychic ability even though I had never lived in the same town as her. Numerous times I would get a phone call from her saying, I needed to call you, you clearly are not doing well. And nine times out of ten, she was absolutely right. Why do I bring up such disparate examples? To point out that many things in life are simply a mystery just like Aunt Sugar Rabbit's garden. When I say such things, a friend of mine who considers herself a secular Jew strongly objects. You monk are trying again to evangelize me, she would say, but I would disagree. The notion that she reacts to, and what she calls evangelism, is the forcing of a particular world on other people. But nothing is further from my mind. In every episode of Words That Change You, I'm hoping to make our listeners think about various questions of life, in part by putting forth my own views on these matters, but leaving them to draw their own conclusions. If that is called evangelism, then yes, I'm trying to do that. To return to the topic at hand, can we deny that many aspects of life are mysterious? Some would say that many things only remain a mystery until science solves them. That might have been true a thousand years ago, when we did not know what fire was burning and water would freeze. But we have come a long way since then, and science has probed into most problems of nature and still cannot make sense of some of them. And other phenomena are beyond scientific explanation, and moved by a piece of music cannot simply be explained the secretion of endorphins, even if they, in fact, play a role. Kids love mysteries, either in the form of stories, games, or in my earlier example, gardens. One distinctive feature which separates children from adults is their lack of cynicism with which they approach life. When somebody promises them something, they assume that promise will be kept. They take it for granted that the teddy bear has a soul and speaks to them. And they believe you when you tell them that there are angels and other supernatural creatures in the world. Only as they get older and get disappointed by broken promises and adult cynicism do they find it harder to cling to the mysterious aspects of life. Mystery, with a capital M, encompasses the things in our lives which we cannot explain, 
but which are profound. And the question is, do we need to explain them? 21st century rationalists would say yes. But many of us believe that finding such explanations simply make us lie down and sleep, rather than to keep exploring. And isn't exploration one of life's thrills? Said Jewish friend is quite allergic to religion. Yet she would not deny that some things, like the love between people or the joy of a child, exist. And she would chalk them up to what she calls life. Whether you call it life, karma, or God, is in my mind secondary. The important thing is to never lose the ability to be amazed. And thus, as Franz Kafka would say, never grow old. If you don't mind, I recommend the following two exercises. First, try to remember an instant in your life that left you speechless, took your breath away, truly amazed you. Bring that moment back to your mind's eye and consider it carefully. What was it that impacted you so strongly? What mystery triggered your reaction? Secondly, find yourself something you love, a walk along the beach, the Sunflowers by Gauguin, the Tchaikovsky Violin Concerto, a bottle of 1993 Amarone. Make time to really savor this thing. Let it figuratively melt in your mouth. And thank, what I, and thank whatever higher force for being allowed to be moved by mystery. This was Words That Change You, with me, Martin Steinbereitner. It was produced by Fritz Lowy, Pierce Kakacha, and Jacob Dubibair. If you liked this episode, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Also, feel free to leave us feedback or questions on Facebook under Einstein Podcasts. Until next time.